everybody. Ow, that's loud. And welcome to That's Life, where I don't care what we're hosting, I don't care what we're not hosting, I will still not refer to soccer as football. That is correct, folks. For those of you who don't know, the United States will be hosting the World Cup along with, I guess, I think our Canadian friends. Wow, are they our Canadian friends right now? I I don't know where we're holding. But anyway, World Cup 2026 happening in various parts of the United States. And no matter what, we will not be discussing the Yankees, the Mets, and Manchester United in the same conversation. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison. Right before Nachum's live lunch, and who do I see behind the board? It is the pride of Houston himself, the person I really should be beginning all my sports conversations with, Yoni Pollock. What up? Yoni, World Cup. Do we care? We don't care. When the United States is not in. It's really hard. Oh, they don't even play? Well, they got eliminated like in the I don't understand qualifiers. something. We're hosting. They're eating well, our we're food. We're hosting in like eight years. I don't care. I'm already, I'm already bitter. I'm already bitter. We're all bitter. Don't worry. So we're not playing and we're hosting. In eight years from now, we're hosting. So I have eight years to be annoyed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Who, but who are you going to root for? Do you have a team? I don't, did you not just hear me say that I will not be discussing the Mets, the Yankees, and Manchester United? You should root for Iceland with me. Do they have a team? Yeah, they're or an underdog just story this year. Oh yeah. Oh, I knew that. No, I have no idea. Um, why are they the underdog story? Well, there's a it's a country with three hundred thousand people, and they made it. And we didn't make it. Yeah, uh, sore topic. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to follow the bouncing ball. Sometimes I get distracted. That's so funny. I just got an alert about the World Cup starts now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't start now. No, it starts now. Why? Because there's a 2018 World Cup starting now. Oh. So that World Cup yes. starts now. Does it happen every eight years? Every four years. Really? So there's a 2022. I don't remember where it is, though. I don't care. I don't care about the one that's happening <laughs> You're here. For, oh, yeah. So I'm, already, I'm already in. So I don't understand. Why are, we, why are we hosting if we're not in it? We're hosting in eight years from now. But we're still not in it in eight years. No, we might be. Oh. Yeah, yeah every four years Yoni, is a different. Can I just tell you something? I know I'm Jeez. tired, but you're giving me a lot of misleading information. Yeah, my So fault. we're not in this World Cup. Uh, correct. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so we're not angry yet about eight years from now. We Correct. We could be in it. We should be in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yay, World Cup. Do you see how quickly I turned? <laughs> yeah, you turned quickly. I know, that was it. I'm like one of those you know, fanatics who loves the teams when they're winning. Bandwagon. And, right, right, bandwagon fan. Right, that's me. Like a lot of New York fans. Hey, uh, oh, oh, wow. By the way, Met fans are not like that. That's true. They because they can't be. Exactly, hey, exactly, yo. exactly. Sorry, sorry. All right, so yay, World Cup. Um, how are your Houston teams doing? Doing well. Yeah, it's a it's the golden time in Houston sports, so it's nice. What does that mean? Like all three teams are very good. Oh, great! Yay! Yeah, great, great, okay, great. fantastic. You should know, by the way, that my son, who's a crazy Cavs fan, um, when that's news to me, but yeah, yeah, my second one. I didn't know that. Oh my god! Yeah, just LeBron. like yeah, but just like my my second to oldest daughter is an obsessive Ranger fan, Ranger fan, and um, and just like obsessed with. Yeah, hockey in general. He is that way about basketball. Oh, cool. Yeah, except when they lost, and then yeah, it was okay. as if he was the owner of the Cavs. It destroyed our Shabbos. <laughs> I mean, he was like literally in a bad mood all Shabbos. I, I tried to That's explain cute. to him that he has no stake in this whatsoever, and they're not even our team. Yeah, when you, it's hard to say that to a sports fan. Yeah, I whatever a hundred percent. I mean, I sort of get that, but I don't really. Um, but we were all yay caps. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very cool, hundred percent. Um, yeah. By the way, um, shout out to everyone who is a Washington Capitals fan. Congrats on the on. I was going to say the World Cup. Congrats on the Stanley Cup. You guys <laughs> certainly 
certainly earned it. And Ovi, um, there are a lot of good dentists out there. <laughs> um, For real. Ju- right. Uh, I, 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 the season's over. Time to take care of that missing tooth. Somebody actually told me that hockey players don't take care of their There's teeth. There's no point, yeah. Until after they're done playing? Yeah. Why would you? Uh, for the next year for it to fall out? Uh, um, it's, 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 it's not okay. It's not okay. Ovi? They're fine. Get the teeth taken care of. Um, if you missed the 2018 FJBJ and AM Marathon, you can still donate at fjbunity.org. The website is open 24 hours a day. Please also feel free to donate through the remittance envelopes you have received in your mailing. Either one is greatly appreciated. Going through FJB Unity saves you the stamp. So there's that. So fjbunity.org, please make a donation. We really appreciate all of your support, and we depend on your support to keep going. But send the stamps worth of money back to us, then. At least a stamp. Add a couple of zeros, and then, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Let's do the fortune cookie quickly. Um, We we had some great fortune cookies yesterday. We're not going to discuss them yet, but we had some great fortune cookies yesterday when we had lunch. Um, that was a that was a fun lunch, a fun experience. Here today, oh boy, today's fortune is as follows: Beauty is not in the face; it is in the light, in the heart. Beauty is not in the face; it is the light in the heart. Okay, that's really nice. And sorry, but not exactly completely true. Yeah. <laughs> but nice, but nice, but nice, but really nice. Um, national holidays today. It is International Bath Day. Something you know. The guy next to me in Dunkin' Donuts yesterday should have been celebrating every day. National Bourbon Day. Okay, cool. I'm not a bourbon drinker. Same. Um, the kiddish in your shul is dry? Yes. Yes. Okay, so National Bourbon Day is happening somewhere. It's just not happening anyplace, either Yoni or... A lot of mishmars tonight. A lot of mishmars tonight. It's also World Blood Donor Day. Good. Um, yeah, and by the way, if you are eligible to give blood, you really should. It, it <laughs> seems that my husband and one of my daughters, in uh, as a Father's Day activity, are giving platelets on Sunday. That's so cool. That's it so is nice. very. It is really cool. It is really nice. Um, the, the phone call I got yesterday was, do you mind if daddy and I donate platelets on Sunday? It'll take two hours. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say? Sure, I mind. I'm, that makes me the worst yeah. person ever. Right. So um, if you can give blood, it happens to be I am not eligible to give blood. But if you are eligible, to, you really should make an appointment. There are blood drives that are going on all over the place. And I'm actually pretty sure the youngest girl of Woodmere is having its annual blood drive this Sunday. So if you oh. are in the Five Towns area, show up, I think usually starting at 7.30 in the morning. Oh, that at, early, wow. Yeah, at the youngest role of Woodmere. It doesn't go all day. It goes half a day. Right. Um, but please, you got to give blood. It's one thing we can't buy. Uh, it's also National Nursing Assistance Day. It's also Flag Day. Flag Day. Yep, it is Flag Day, and it's Family History Day. And I do want to take the moment to wish all the dads out there a happy Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big shout-out to my better half. He certainly is my better half. That is 100%. And the best thing I could do for him on Father's Day is to leave him alone in our room with the door locked and a remote control in his hand. <laughs> Just leave him alone. Let him watch what he wants to watch. Nobody bothers him. You know, that would be that would be a Breakfast one- Breakfast in bed? Um, no, there's no eating upstairs, oh, Yoni. my bad. My fault. There's no eating upstairs. I did not know the rules. Food belongs in the dining room. Food belongs in the kitchen. <laughs> And the breakfast area, that's about it. Okay, that works. Yeah, strict rules. Though I keep finding taffies <laughs> under my daughter's bed. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And the Jewish Week uh, released its 11th installment of the 36 Under 36 special <laughs> section. And what was most interesting to me is not only how many people in that section I knew, 
either personally or professionally, but just how far certain people have come, including our, um, including my guest this morning, Eitan Bernath joins me. He is not only just great, but he is Chef Eitan Bernath, who, if you've, if you are familiar with Naomi's show and familiar with, you know, the Food Network or anything having to do with food and teens, you know Eitan Bernath. He has over 80,000 Instagram followers He ha- with over a million monthly views. He is a New Jersey-based teen chef and social media influencer, and he has taken digital culinary, the digital culinary world by storm. He is a prolific food and lifestyle blogger. He's a YouTuber, in-demand recipe developer, and I say this wholeheartedly, a gifted food photographer. Eitan has appeared on the Food Network twice. He's been recently profiled by Instagram to their 229 million followers, all before the age of 16. And he is included in the 36 under 36. I'm pretty sure he's like cutting a final right now, but I'm really happy to welcome Aton to the show. Good morning, Aton. Hi, good morning. How are you? So should you be in like a review class or something? So no, actually, we have finals every other day. So this actually worked out perfectly because today's a study day. Oh. Um, I only have one final tomorrow, so I have a lot of time free today. So this worked out perfectly. Oh, beautiful. And just so that everyone knows, I mean, you're a junior now, right? Sophomore. You are a, oh my gosh, you're a sophomore. That is unbelievable. You are a sophomore. And all of this, and I do mean this, all of this before you have turned 16. It's really quite incredible. I mean, you're 16 now, um, mm-hmm. but all of your, your career and everything started before you were 16. So way before you were 16. It started at what age, by the way? Well, cooking had become like a big passion of mine around the age. I started cooking around the age of eight or nine and started to become a big passion of mine. Um, and I guess you could say it kind of turned into a career um, when I was 12, when my episode of Chopped aired, so we'd film Chopped when I was 11, so on the show I'd say I'm 11, but when um, it actually aired, because there's a big gap in between when you film when it aired, mm-hmm. um, I was 12, and right from there I started doing food blogging, cooking demos all over um, the country, um, I was I was on the Nakam Siegel Network a bunch of times, um, and then since then I have been kind of growing um, on my Instagram, my blog, um, I recently started YouTube about three months ago, and I'm that's one of my big focuses this summer, um, and just creating as much quality food content and lifestyle content as I can. The the YouTubing is something I'm very familiar with because one of my kids, my, one of my sons, um, has been begging me to start cooking with him, et cetera, et cetera. And so I actually said to him, and this was weeks before the 36 under 36 came out, which is sort of what makes this entire conversation so fortuitous, is I had introduced him to you. Sorry, mm-hmm. I had introduced, sorry, I had, in, yes, I had introduced him to you via YouTube, and I said, follow what he's doing, pick one of his recipes, and we will do it in the kitchen. And oh, awesome. yeah, and so he looked at me, he's like, and and I said to him, do you know who Aton Bernath is? And he thought he was like, you know, Anthony Bourdain. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's a teenager. And once he started watching what you were doing, I mean, to say he is hooked is is an understatement and for good reason. So how many kids are like my son. How many people do you think you have influenced? I'm not talking about adults, but how many teens and kids have been looking at what you're doing and saying, my God, he's a teen. I can do this too. 
Yeah, so I'd say that's, that's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Um, I definitely say that's one of my goals um, is to teach teens and adults um, that cooking is something they should enjoy doing and that's not as hard as everyone thinks it is. And that's one of the big reasons I started my YouTube channel was because um, for the past few years, I've been food blogging and teaching recipes in a written way and with photography. Um, but I think like the real way to teach someone is through video, and it's kind of always been a dream of mine to have my own cooking show. Um, and so I made it now on YouTube where I can show people step-by-step how to make the recipes with some short anecdotes about how, uh, why I like the recipe or how I tried it, things like that. Um, and my real goal is just to get more kids and adults um, in the kitchen as well. And I think um, I've been pretty, I've been six, pretty successful at doing that. I love one of my favorite things ever is to get pictures, um, direct message to me or email to me um, of kids um, like smiling next to one of my recipes they made, or adults send me pictures of the recipes. Um, that's really like the most rewarding part of it all. So I guess your age works to your benefit to that goal um, in both ways. A kid can look at your videos and say, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. He's like me. And then an adult who's terrified of the kitchen can say, wow, if that kid can do it, I can do it too. 100%. So you're, so it's just, do you ever do you ever take offense to that, though? I mean, do you have somebody who comes over to you at, at, a, at an event or whatever it is and say, yeah, you know, I looked at you and said, you know, that kid, that kid can do it, so I don't have a problem. I should be able to do it also. Or you're like, no, you, you bought into it. You don't realize how easy it is because I've made it look that easy. Um, I may have gotten some of those comments. So personally, I'm someone who, like, I don't really get offended by anything. Um... <laughs> But I try not to get offended by anything. But yeah, I mean, I've gotten that. I think it's it's good. I think that's that's kind of um, I'd say that's a good thing. Um, if people can see that if I can do it, then they can do it. Because I'm just a normal kid. I never. I mean, I took in some cooking classes. But I didn't go to culinary school. Um, I don't have a formal cooking background. I'm self-taught. So I think, um, to a sense, yeah, that is a big um, reason that people would be um, inclined to try my recipes because. I'm really just a normal kid. I go to high school um, every day. I um, So, yeah, I would say that's a big contributing factor. That's great. Chef Eitan Bernath joins us. He is one of the Jewish Week's 36 under 36 for 2018. Tell me how you found out that you were included in the list. Um, I got an email, actually, um, that I was that I was nominated. Actually, I, a, f- a few months back before I got that email, I forget even how long it was, um, I, I, I want to give a little shout out. Um, Donnie Klein, he's definitely been on this sure. um, network a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kosher. Um, had like told me that he was going to nominate me. I don't remember exactly. It was a really long time ago. And he asked for some information. So that's kind of the first time I heard that it was a possibility. And then I got an email a few weeks ago, I'd say, um, that I was chosen as one of the 36ers. And, um, and yeah, I was super honored. I, I know actually a bunch of people who've also been um, a bunch of years ago, and yeah, I, that's when I found out. And then about a week, or yeah, about a week ago, um, we had they had this like event in the city that I went to um, for all the 36ers to kind of meet each other, um, and they gave us each co- laminated copies of the article. That's incredible. And so you met this esteemed group. And it's really very inspiring, frankly, as a person who has, you know, been out of the 36 range for a while now, to look at this group of talented 
um, talented leaders starting at the young age of 36 and going uh, uh, starting at the young age of 16 and going up to the young age of 36 to see that this is the direction we're going in. And there are so there are so many different categories that they cover in the 36 under 36. But all of you fill those roles so well that it's very um it's heartwarming as an adult to sit here and look and say wow this is where our future's going that's that's pretty great yeah it was it was really great to see um such a diverse group um of individuals you know all the, all over the spectrum everyone has different interests and different passions that they are working on um which is why they were featured and also one thing i thought was really interesting was um how many teams that were like you'd think usually when it's like a 36 under 30 that it would like lean more towards 36 like most people would be in their 30s or late 20s but i'd say there was i mean i'm bad at estimating but i'd say there were probably at least like 10 kids 10 people under 20 um 10 teams um again don't quote me i could be wrong Mm -hmm. but there were there were were a lot of teams there which i was really happy to see um because i always love teen entrepreneurs and teams um doing things they're passionate about so i was really um pleasantly surprised and happy to see so many teams there. No, I I agree with you. I agree with you, especially um, at a time where I find that too many teenagers are very involved with me, whatever that me is. It's And that is typical of the teen years to be very egocentric. And instead, there is this group in which you are included where the teens are looking outside of their own you know, sphere, so to speak, and saying, wow, what I, I have capabilities, I am able to influence other people. And here, the one of your one of the quotes in the piece, uh, in the 36 under 36 piece about you, it totally rang true to me, because you say, I'm a food blogger who happens to be kosher rather than a kosher food blogger. And why it rang true is because Nahum Siegel himself has always said that he would like to be known as a Jewish guy, as a radio guy who happens to be Jewish, not a Jewish guy who happens to do radio. And I think that in your work and in his work, the 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 truth and the purity of what you're doing comes through because that's that you share that similar attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. That was that was kind of a decision I made a few months back um, to start mar- to start marketing myself as just a food blogger as opposed to the word kosher there. Mm. Um, not that I'm ashamed in any way. I'm, no. I'm a proud Jew. I wear my kippah and every. Right. Um, everywhere and all my pictures, all my videos. Uh, I talk about being Jewish sometimes. It comes up. Um, I don't hide in any way. It's just that I found that marketing myself uh, to the general food audience, because there are only, there are only uh, let's say, a few million people in the world who keep kosher, and then, then also think about how many of them are on social media. They're, that's a very small audience, and my goal is to reach as many people as possible, hopefully um, one day millions of people. And, um, and I, there's just a bigger, everyone likes food. There's 7 billion people in the world who like food. Um, so I found that that's a really great way, um, to be able to expand, uh, my audience and my potential audience. Um, and I make, like, I make my recipes accessible for everyone. It happens to be my style. And even the reason I got started to cooking, um, is because I'm very into like ethnic cuisine. So I'm not, I'm not really doing the traditional Jewish type recipes, um, so to anyone scrolling through my feed, I'm just a normal food blogger. And then as they get to know me more, oh, yeah, I happen to wear a keep in every picture. All my recipes are kosher. Right. Um, I'm not on Instagram on Shabbos or on Yom Tov. Um, and so I think that's, um, that's something that's really helped me recently. And even like when I was featured by Instagram, um, that, that feature even was 
um, for Hanukkah, which is um, actually interesting that they chose, um, when I was teaching mention, they chose to focus on the kosher and Jewish aspect um, a lot, which is actually pretty interesting. So my feet, I don't really do, I want to say Jewish, Jew, Hamish food, I guess you'd say. Sure. Um, and that was kind of what, not, not, they wanted me to focus on more like Hanukkah theme food, which actually was pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, so to the whole like 230 million people, um, it was um, it was a proud Jew wearing my kippah, eating a donut for um, for Hanukkah. And yeah, it's been amazing since I've been growing, being able to reach tons of people. I even weirdly have a big audience in Indonesia. Um, <laughs> a lot of Indonesians, and they constantly message me asking me to try their food, so maybe I will. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. I've been able to reach a much bigger audience around the world um, who all just share a love of food. That's that's unbelievable. That's really unbelievable. Chef Eitan Bernath joins us. Um, we'll talk about how to find him on Instagram if you haven't already. I'm not exactly sure what you've been doing if you haven't found him on Instagram already. Um, but I, I, it's funny that you talk about your, your passion for ethnic cuisine because I think that one of the recipes you're known best for are your churros. Yes. It's it's incredible. And by the way, as a person who has made the churros, um, you make them look easy, and they are easy to make, and they're they're fantastic. But it's just, yeah, you're not known for your cholent or your pulled brisket. Sorry to be, you know, quintessential here, but um, but you're you're known for things like that. And I also love. I mean, speaking of Indonesian cuisine, I love the fact that you're not afraid of heat. And I don't mean the heat in the kitchen. I do mean the heat in a, in a dish, the spiciness. Oh, I love. Right, right. And I think that that also speaks to teenagers and to kids who are saying, you know, um, Wacky Mac is great for me, but maybe I'll try this because Eitan just put a Thai chili in something and that sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, you know, your, your effortlessness and your willingness to try other things is also what makes you so accessible as, as a, as a personality. But it, it shocks me that you were a picky eater before you were eight. Yes, I was just going to say that when you were saying that. Um, yes, when I was much young, when I was like a very little kid, I was a very picky eater. I would like not touch chicken, meat, anything, any type of vegetables. Um, I basically just ate like, I just basically just want to eat carbs. I mean, to be honest, I still just want to eat carbs all day. But I also mix it now. Um, well, I love chicken and meat now also. But yes, when I was a little kid, I was very, very picky. And if you asked, if you told my parents, like when I was like probably six, five, six, seven, that I was going to be a food blogger, uh, they would they would not believe you because I was not a foodie when I was like very, very little. And look at where you are now. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. So tell me, we have a few minutes left. Tell me where you're heading next. I mean, obviously you're finishing, you're finishing your sophomore year and you have two more years to high school and then, you know, there'll be plans after that. But what's the next step for Chef Aton? So the next step for me right now, um, this next this summer um, is basically my big focus is going to be YouTube. Um, over the past, I'm doing it for about three months now, um, and I've been slowly growing it, and I've been doing um, one video a week. So my big goal um, starting this summer is to do two videos a week. Um, so doing one, like kind of my structured cooking videos in my, um, in my set kitchen in my garage, um, and then also doing some type of like vlog or lifestyle um, type video as well. So it's a big challenge, two videos a week atop with all my Instagram posts and um, my recipes and everything. Um, so that's my big goal in really growing YouTube um, um, as big as I can. 
um, and then continue to grow my Instagram. Um, I really want to try to collaborate with some, um, do some more collaborations over this summer because during the school year, it's kind of hard to do those. So I'm mm-hmm. going, actually taking a business trip to Los Angeles. Um, this summer to meet with some people and uh, hopefully do some collaborations. So that's kind of the immediate future. Um, and in the distant future, I hope to just continue growing, doing what I'm doing, expanding on it. Um, I have a lot of fun ideas in the works. Um, I'm like I'm like a workaholic. I like always like to work. So anytime I find like a slot of free time during my schedule, um, I'm always filling it up with new things. So tons of um, cool things I'm working on, um, and there's lots to look forward to. I, I have lots of ideas, and um, I'm gonna be executing them in the next um, over the next few months and years. Um, and who knows where it'll go? I mean, I, even just in November, before I was featured by Instagram, um, when I was at like 17,000 followers, I have, I'd have no idea that this morning I hit um, 80,000. So who knows where I'll be? Um, I have an idea, um, but who knows? It could always change or become something even bigger or better it's really incredible by the way i mean because because i uh, i i have a favorite do you have a favorite chef kosher or not kosher do you have a favorite chef yes um guy fieri really as evident to my room where i'm in right now i have about three to four guy fieri posters maybe more (laughs) um most of them signed yes definitely guy fieri and all cookbooks that's incredible, and and but you don't bake, right? You're just you you are you are a chef, not a baker. I used to not bake at all, um, but because I, I used to not bake as much because it was very exact. And one thing I right. love with cooking is that you can experiment, right? Um, so I used to not. However, I really enjoy eating baked goods, so I've been getting more <laughs> into it over the past year because um, it's just it's worth the a little bit of annoyance having to deal with like exact measurements. Um, so yeah, now I do a lot of baking. Actually, um, I I'm, I like eating it, so that's the main reason. Yes, I do a lot of it. So I'd say I do now um, probably around fifty fifty. Um, but yeah, wow. I used to just stick to cooking, but I I really enjoy eating cookies, so I do a lot of baking now. <laughs> well, good good that you can literally feed your own habit. That is that yeah. is for sure. And by the way, before we end, and because I do have to wrap it up, and unfortunately, I could talk food with you for forever. I just want to give your parents a shout out because they they certainly deserve it. Parents who are out there supporting their kids and their passions, especially in a healthy manner, and especially people who are willing to give up their garage, certainly deserve the shout outs. Um, there are plenty of yeah. ki- there are plenty of kids who are not doing healthy things out there and not using their time well. So when you see your kid doing something amazing and growing and 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 being responsible um, to be able to support that and facilitate that and see it at a young age and keep it going parents deserve the shout out yes I'm very grateful to have um, supportive parents and extended family as well um, I obviously couldn't do any of this but if it wasn't for them so yes definitely thank you mom and dad I'm sure um, you guys are listening um, yeah to all the parents out there if your kids um, have something they're passionate about it might be a little different than what um, it's like the norm, if you want to say. It might not. They might not be into sports um, or the typical thing. Um, it really embrace them and uh, let them pursue their passions because you never know like how awesome it could turn out and it could eventually even become their job when they're an adult. So definitely support um, your kids' passions. I would say to all the uh, parents listening. Amen. Amen. And if nothing else, at least you can make Shabbos. That's a huge, that's a huge help. Mm-hmm. All right, Eitan, thank you so much. Continued Hatzacha to you and Mazal Tov on the 36 under 36. Very well deserved. I cannot imagine where you will be in the next 20 years when you're actually 36, but we look forward, we look forward to watching you grow. Thanks so much.
Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And we have a full afternoon of programming. We're actually going to pull up the song which is, uh, I have a feeling Yoni is already queuing it. We're going to pull up the new song by Ohad. It is Levado. It is an unbelievable track. It's been released as a single. You should certainly enjoy it. It's on YouTube. You can you can check it out there. Full afternoon of programming begins in just, there we go, in just a few moments at 11 a.m. It's a live lunch with Nachum Siegel. That will go until 1 o'clock. And then we have Throwback Thursday with a JM and AM from the past at 4 p.m., we have the encore of JM Rewind, and then at 7 o'clock, it's the Arab Shabbos show, hosted by the birthday boy himself, Mark Zoomer Zamek. And that is brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning as Nahum is is joined by Malcolm Holmline tomorrow morning at 7.40 in the morning with the weekly update. Naomi, table for two at 9 a.m., and then the encore of the Arab Shabbos show starts at 10 o'clock. And music, Arab Shabbos music. The soundtrack for Erev Shabbos continues until candlelighting here in the New York area. And Saturday night, we have Saturday Night Seagull. Sunday morning, JM Sunday with Matis. And again, you are listening to Levado by Ohad, his new single. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Say my shame, yeah.